Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Slimus Podcast. If you've listened to any of our content before, you've known that we've talked about cancel culture. And while we did that talk about a couple of years ago, I thought that it'd be really good to try and revisit it right now. Cancel culture has taught me quite a few things over the past couple of years, but the biggest thing is that it's shown me just how far we'll go in the name of our comforts and sensibilities to right the wrongs, such as purging the past to protect the present. And while I do believe in making a world in which all can thrive positively and somewhat safely, I worry that if we set out to destroy all the nasty, offensive, and hurtful monsters that disturb our comforts, we face the chance of becoming the very thing or things that we set out to destroy. In the latest round of cancellations, we put our focus on Dr. Seuss. Once known as a staple of childhood development, almost a rite of passage for many young American children, Dr. Seuss, or at least a few books in the library, are now being painted as racist and bigoted, and now painting Dr. Seuss as a racist or bigoted individual. But what influence does Dr. Seuss really have on our lives today? If the books were never written, would society be any better or worse? If the answer is no, then is it really worth the energy being spent to cancel something like this? Should we be allocating our energy on other things, more harmful things that are hurting our society? And that's exactly where this episode begins, and through listening to it, my hope is that you do get a good idea on the effect of cancel culture, and maybe more discussions can be had to find out how we can be better about this. So without further ado, I present to you episode 867, Oh, the Links That Will Go. I wonder. Mm-hmm. Probably did. Hmm. I kind of wish that, wish that they would keep things like that, like out there, so that history wouldn't be forgotten and uh, interesting history, and then, then maybe, maybe people could just uh, see it. I don't know, in certain places or or cancel or, or like not consume it or something like that, whatever they see fit. But sometimes I worry when things are totally disappeared. I don't want it to be completely disappeared from our memories. But um, when I think about other uh, sensitive material like swastikas and stuff, I guess I wouldn't want those to be really readily available to the eyeballs. Yeah. And that's even the thing. that makes me uncomfortable. And I'm, I mean, I don't share that history, but they sure still have a pretty um, heavy stigma to them. Yeah. And it's like, where do you where do you really draw the line at things that you don't want to be seen? You know, because we there was the same discussion that was being had in 2019 about um, or in 2020 about the. Um, about like Civil War memorials, you know what I'm saying? about Confederate memorials and statues and all these other things that were getting torn down and stuff. It's like, at what point do we, do we draw the line? And I understand the importance of remembering history, but I think that there are certain things that people take a lot of pride in such as the Confederate memorials and stuff like that. And people taking a lot of pride in things like swastikas and, and Nazi Germany and, and everything like that. And, I I just don't think people are out there taking pride in 
Dr. Seuss. And so that's why I'm just like, I don't want to say it gets a pass, but I just don't think anyone really cared about it until it was brought into the light. Yeah, I'm pretty sure they didn't. I'm pretty sure no one did care about it, man. Just like you're saying, just brought like this. And that's what's so weird about it. It's hard to make that distinction for on the behalf of other people or on, or on behalf of a large collection of people, even though you might intuit, you may intuit it pretty accurately. Like, okay, this is bullshit or there's no consequence to this. Mm-hmm. So we shouldn't entertain it. Um, um, or, you know, even, yeah, give attention to it, but it's so, it's so amazing to me whenever you hear people who make their attempts to defend their position on some superficial like that there, when they speak, you see how far removed they are from, I don't know, like being reasonable. Mm-hmm. And then you're like, Oh crap, what do you, what do you do? Cause there must be more people like this than there's not for like, like the, 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 the reasoning people give for the Confederate flag being present, none of them are compelling. Like, and yeah, I can think uh, of, I can think of reasonable just preserve history. Never forget. It's a part of our, our history. And I, I think it should be there. Maybe you don't go to those places or something. And if it's at a um, public building, like um, those courthouses and stuff like that, then we need to be talking, talking about that. I don't like the, I don't like our response. Our response is not one of self responsibility to me. And um, as hard as that is, I will, I would want people to respond that way. Like, I just feel like there's a better response instead of asking them to take it down. Like just, I don't know, make your own place or something. I know I say that all the time, but I just don't like, I don't like the mentality and the psychology that's reflected in the response and the expectation. We're still asking for people who have, uh, who have displayed more uh, self um, agency to be morally accountable to us. And I don't like that. I don't like, cause yeah. I don't think, I don't think that's how it, that's achieved. So when you have examples like the Dr. Seuss thing, that's so silly. I don't know how to um, respond to it because the people, the people that are, that usually share their perspective have such a ridiculous reasoning behind it. So I haven't heard anyone say, you know, those things should stay in Dr. Seuss books or, you know, they should be taken, um, taken down for, for, uh, this reason or that, but because it's a book, it's a little bit easier to avoid. So I think it should be, uh, left alone. Mm. Like, and then, you know, the history's there, but you know, statues in the public, a little bit different, but, but, um, I think it should be left there because I really don't want us to forget. And that we seem to be going toward that, um, direction for, and have been for a long time, like want to be lulled back to sleep, ironically, <laughs> speaking of like woke and all that, we want to be like, we act like we want to be lulled back to sleep or lulled back to, uh, to yeah. uh, that state of just, we don't want to be conscious and have it in our mind, like what to do. Isn't yeah. that, is that really interesting? Would, because the way that you said that, when you think about being woke, that in my opinion means your eyes have been open to what's going on and you can't yeah. be woke if you're making other things kind of go away, you know? Yeah. yeah. Like at least that's just the way it seems like to me. I would imagine that if you're, if you're woke, this stuff is there. 
and you just bring the awareness to it. But that the fact that that is there is what wakes other people up. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. I think it should, it should be there. I'm not saying that it's necessarily a good thing or makes you feel a good way, but I just feel like that, that forgetting about it or the way we're responding to it, it's like, I don't want to be made to be uncomfortable. And that is the, the ethos of all modern, you know, wokeism is just really, you know, that I don't want to be uncomfortable during my internet experience. And they treat everything, grocery shopping, going to a hotel, going to every, you know, going to the movies, like the internet experience. And then they want to have that same sort of a flaming griping response to it. And, um, I don't think that's appropriate for that space. You got, you're more empowered, but you're also more responsible in mm-hmm. the pu- public physical, physical real world. You may go to a store and get a bottle of water from a, from a guy that's racist and he can be racist. And that, there's, there's nothing wrong with buying a bottle of water from that place. Yeah. There's not to me, there's nothing wrong with buying a bottle of water from that place, but you might not want to shop there in the future. You might not want to be a, a regular patron of that place, or you may want to have your own business where you don't have to feel that way so that the cultural values of the people running the business are more aligned with your own. And you don't feel uh, this way or that, you know what I mean? Yeah, and and sure. uh, you can't, you can't, you can on the internet, you can sort of, I've, I've always had a hard time um, sort of articulating this, but I've been saying it for a long time. I think that personal computers are, you know, a protraction or extension of your personal sensibilities. And so you don't expect it to piss you off. You mm-hmm. like the computer people don't, when I'm on the computer, I'm imagining I'm in this huge bazaar, you know, that's out in the public world and like all kinds of weirdos and creeps and stuff out there. That's how my, how I uh, qualify the internet experience in my mind. Cause I was involved with the internet since I was a kid, but I think that's not how people think about it. You know, they, they expect to be treated a certain way. And I never do. And I think people, I think that's enhanced at least uh, black people and uh, minorities and some other people's perspectives in the public space, like the physical public space, because you keep seeing people responding to things, especially black people that as if they're expecting to be treated some way or another, but there's really nothing stopping them from having whatever experience they want but it, they don't they don't take that self-empowering position. Like, I'm not going to stand flat footed and argue with someone over what's in a book at Barnes and Noble or checking me out at a motel or so. I'll just leave the place. Yeah. And they sound like that's not me giving up my rights or anything, but that's at least closer to self responsibility than sitting that's there what and I'm begging, doing. begging someone to treat you better. Like, I would just, you know, don't and read I, the book. If yeah. you don't like if yeah. you don't like it, just don't read it. Yeah, like it's, you know, I, I guarantee you there's a lot more books that I haven't read than I have read. And I'm OK with that. My life has not improved or whatever or been made worse because I didn't read a certain book. Sure. Like it's OK. Like I these and the funny thing is that these books that, you know, I read Dr. Seuss books when I was a kid. Yeah. But these ones that they're talking about, I I've never heard of them. I've just, yeah, I just never heard of not, not those particular ones. No, I, yeah. I, I want to know what the what the uh, what the imagery is. I'm trying to find it here. There's one where it has like it's depicting Chinese people wrong. It's got one where it kind of okay, is depicting black that. people like monkeys and like all this other stuff. And it's just like I, 
I just don't just don't rate it, you know. Mm. Uh, if, if the dude was racist, then just don't rate it. Just like I, I say, if there is that racist shop owner, if you really want to hurt them, don't be so. Yeah. Don't go up in arms about wanting to do business at his fucking store. Don't yeah. buy anything from his store or start I, your own store or that's something right. Like that. Start your own store. I just wonder, man, I know it's a conspiracy theory and probably likely not true. I'm trying to get more and more sober on, and, and realistic on my perspectives on these things. But I just like how successful it must feel for, for, for people who want to continue uh, 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 an extreme consumer economy like. I don't know if you ever watched that old that old film where it's talking about how you sell to the Negro. Yeah, yeah. You know, the Negro you know, that likes one. to be flashy. Yeah, and all that, that kind of thing, stuff. Yeah, that? I always think about that because that's the only the only thing happening in mm-hmm. this situation is is that you we there's a response that is really meaningless except for keeping you a consumer. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I've been asking people lately to count how many how many commercials now have a hip hop cadence to them or music? I mean, it, it's almost, it's like nine out of 10 commercials. Yeah. Easily. Like they, you know, it's got someone rapping in it or something like that. And I'm just like, we have somehow become to align our inclusion and freedom with the capacity to make other people rich ultimately. And that happens to all all people in our society, you get kind of treated like a commodity and appeased like that too. It's just, it's just like a person that wants you to come back and buy, mm. you know, that's how you treat. It's like nothing real is done in response to these uh, identifying uh, distasteful historical uh, artistic expressions. And I don't think anything could be done. And I don't think anything should be done either Yeah, because it's not like, what can they do to make you feel better about you? Yeah, and, yeah. <laughs> and the dude was born in 1904. Whoa. Like, you know, like, what do you think he's going to think about black people? Come on, man. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, anyone from 190-anything, I'm just going to assume that yeah. you might not have the most favorable opinion of people who don't look like you. Like, yeah. it, just that's it. Just if you're right. white and you're from 190-anything probably may not be okay with black people or something or just non-whites or something like that. I think it's, it's safe uh, enough of me to say that also don't give a shit because it's 19 Oh something. Yeah. It's just such a long time ago. And it's like, there are, and I know that this, that there are people out there up in arms about Dr. Seuss books, but they probably don't even know about the the other things that they use, the other products that they that they have or wear right, that might be right. made by people who don't give a shit about them. Yeah, too. they and that's what really gets to me. It's like they they never care about the ones where I said this a long time ago when I first started talking uh, with you and Chris. It's like they don't care enough to stop watching all the Hollywood films. You know what I mean? Yes. To me, if the whole industry is like the bad and treating women bad or something, it's the same thing. Whenever there's a little mental work that's necessary to perceive the full debauchery of something, no one mm-hmm. ever cares. So that's kind of like a, I don't know, a flag of sorts to me because yeah, you're wearing garments and stuff. You want Hugo Boss or something like that. You yeah. know what I mean? And it's like, well, 
they, everything has got a crazy history. Anything that's been around more than 150 years, <laughs> or, or or not even that, maybe just 100 years. You know, it, yep. it's it's rough. It's it's got some rough history to it. So, uh, yeah. So, um, yeah. I think it's I think it's a little a little ridiculous. Uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, something else that was going on. I lost it. It'll oh, come back damn. to me. It was so, it was something related to this, but it'll come back to me. That's kind yeah. of it. well. On. It's just. When are we going to realize that it's that it doesn't have to be? When are we going to realize that we're we're more in control than we think? You yeah. know, like this never, this just it just never bothered me. This Doctor Seuss thing, like it came out, it's like okay, yet another person does shit that like, you know, how is this affecting you right now? You know, like it, it just. I don't know. It's it's mind boggling how quickly our um, our attention can be swayed from other stuff. And I know it's Mm -hmm. I don't want to say that someone being racist or like that or saying these other things is is not important or should be just left to the side. Again, if you've been listening to anything I say, I think that all races should be thrown in a blender. But there's this, though, like a children's book. I learned nothing from Dr. Seuss, nothing like mm-hmm. what, like, I don't know where anyone has learned anything from a Dr. Seuss book, the, the non-racist ones. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's, it's not, it's just not that serious in my opinion. It just yeah, isn't. Man. Like I learned from the Grinch that, you know, he was just a class a fucking hater. That's all he was, you know, <laughs> like I everything else is just like, Oh, it's, pure entertainment and just let it go. Yeah, man. Just let it go. But at the same time, I even sometimes or I, I feel a little bit bad talking like that because the wrong people are are saying the same thing as I am, you know? Like a right, lot of people right. who are kind of racist or who are yeah. super right wing or whatever you want to call it. They're the ones that are like, this doesn't mean shit. It's, you know, it's or you know, it, I just I hate feeling like I'm in that camp, but it's like, dude, it's, it's kind of true. It just doesn't, it doesn't doesn't matter, man. (laughs) The older I get dude, and it's something I realized late, but I realized that um, I hate to agree with that uh, goofball, but like Thomas soul, man, he's right about the the culture thing. It's our culture. Our culture just doesn't, doesn't uh, empower us. And it's, it's gotten to where, not to a great extent, but other people sort of see that that whole uh, victim train as something to kind of exploit, at least to a small degree. And people sort of play that card a little bit, mm. but like it's embedded to to some people's cult in some people's culture to a larger extent. I think it's just like built in and a part of it, and it shouldn't be. It does you no good. Mm. It does it does absolutely no good. And I don't know what it would take, but I th- I feel like that it could be um, socialized out of the of the culture mm-hmm. because there's benefits to it like and believe it or not in um commodities and, and in, in capitalism there's benefits to it like somehow people people will consume a little bit to feel better about themselves or if they think they're you know they they, they think feeling better or participating in consumption somehow validates them when they feel invalidated mm. Seems yeah, like that. People respond to it that way. Yeah, it's like, they never really respond to to it by at least people in America because everything's such a race here, such a competition. Like it doesn't seem like people ever respond to it by saying, "Okay, well, I'm just gonna ignore that 
It just yeah. doesn't apply to me because you really, it's very, very easy to ignore. Um, I won't say very easy, but it's easy. You know what I mean? You can like turn off the TV and stuff. You don't, you don't have to have everything extended into um, consumption, everything that represents your culture and what you care about day to day. And you can do that in your family. And then none of that stuff will, will bother you. I think in your family mm-hmm. and communities, this it seems like to me, but you know, um, we don't, we don't really encourage that. So it's, it's a, it's an interesting time, man, with the. Yeah. Agreed. And you know, we know one other thing. Um, I just now read that um, Dr. Seuss or his real name is Theodore Seuss Geisel. Um, He's listed as the number two highest paid dead celebrity of 2020. And uh, you know, you're still getting money from your books and royalties and stuff like that. Number one is Michael Jackson. And uh, uh, I thought that was pretty interesting. So I guess, I mean, I feel like it's just, it's one of those, if you want to call it cultural pieces or something like that, that I feel like someone who grew up, they are going to, you know, they grew up in the nineties or eighties or whatever. They have a kid and they're like, Oh, I want to pass that down to them. You know, I want them to be interested in that stuff too. And then they buy the books. I guarantee you they don't like they aren't buying the books that were listed there. You know, they're mm-hmm. getting the cat in the hat. They're getting, oh, the places that you'll go and all mm-hmm. these other and green eggs and ham and shit like yeah, that. Like, yeah. it's just yeah. it's I just don't see them caring. It, it, I don't think it's going to affect anything if those six books are gone. It's just, I just don't see it really being this big a deal. I, I feel like there has been. I think it's gone on for about a week now and that's way more attention than I think that this whole thing deserves. Yeah. Um, but here we are, that's just what it is. And so I want to just talk more. And we had a conversation a long time ago about just cancel culture in general, but like, where do you see it going in the future? Well, I think it's going to have to, a uh, man, I feel different now. I'm somewhere in the middle, but a, a while back, I had stronger feelings that we would develop a sort of a, a competence for it. I thought that everyone would get move closer to where I think I am because I thought that the the perspective I held was due to my exposure to the internet for so long that everyone would develop this sort of detachment to it and understand that it's not real and it's like second life. Mm. And like you have a second identity, sort of a cyber identity, like we all did. We had handles online and we learned that very early you never ever were moving around the internet as as your real name mark carpenter and you know Mm -hmm. you never were doing that because it wasn't really safe and you know even before people could do doxing and things like they can today somehow we knew that we just knew that there was a dangerous like dark alley of sorts in times and i thought everyone would sort of move toward that and realize that uh it's it's like uh in music somehow they never get in trouble they have been lately though young rappers mm-hmm. and stuff but it used to be like you knew that dmx wasn't killing people yeah you know he's rapping about crazy shit somehow that's automatically understood and we we have no more than a parental advisory sticker on the physical media yeah. but like, somehow you know that that's not real when you see it on tv you know that lethal weapon isn't real so why haven't we got to that point yet with the internet? I was thinking we would get there with it. We would treat it like movies and maybe music and understand that all of the mediums of social media included uh, cannot be 
taken seriously. You have to treat each one of those people like they're an actor or an actress because that's affect essentially the best the medium can do. I don't think you can. You can be, but you have to be super uh, careful and deliberate and there has to be a expressed and acknowledged consensus from everyone participating the whole way through. You can't just be jumping on something that you consume with a swipe Mm -hmm. and expected all the million people consuming it that way 30 seconds at a time 13 10 seconds at a time mm-hmm. can can uh, take it seriously even if it's meant seriously it just it can't be taken seriously so mm-hmm. I, I was i was thinking that going forward that's what would happen we would kind of get mature and and uh be able to uh yeah under, understand that it's not it's not not real per se and i don't know what how that will change people's behaviors and actions, but, um, you know, there's a lot in the attitudes and behaviors of people maybe 10 years younger than me already that are showing signs of that to me. What, like the way they respond to the internet, so different, so, so different than, than me. What if we just in the same way that we, we had, and they fought tooth and nail for rap music and stuff like that to, that had foul language and, would say all kinds of wild shit in there. Like in the same way that they put the parental advisory thing, why don't they just slap something on the books and just let it be? Do you know what I mean? They did the same thing with Grand Theft Auto where it's like, yeah, you're seeing people get run over and seeing people get shot and blown up and all this kind of stuff. And they tried to blame school shootings on video games as opposed to blaming broken fucking family systems and Mm -hmm. parents that don't give a shit and just lack of mental health awareness and all that kind of stuff. Like it's, we're always seemingly taking the path of least resistance as opposed to pointing inside and be like, what the fuck's wrong with me? Why did, why is it bothering me that bad? Mm-hmm. And it, it, you know, I think that if there's any sort of sweeping change that needs to be done, put a sticker on the book and just whatever parental advisory, like, kind of yeah, work some some good way to say this is going to hurt this might hurt your feelings like letting it go right there and then just being done with it and if you don't want if if and if you see that you're like okay this might have something that could potentially trigger me then don't buy it if you want to live that comfortably that's fine go for it but then you know and then the, there are people that have been trying to make attempts at canceling Eminem when he's talking about beating the shit out of his girlfriend and all this other kind of stuff it's like Dude, just mm-hmm. I don't know. Just just let it go. These people that have never heard of anything. And and you know what I really feel bad about? I feel bad about the people that are like sitting in their house, you know, and they're just relaxing on the couch and they get like a phone call and it's it's your agent. And he's like, Hey man, um yeah. do you remember that one thing that you said twenty years ago? And they're like, No, what are you talking about? And they're like, well, you said that, you know, white people smell like Microsoft Access 97, you know, and mm-hmm. and they're just like, what? I said that they're like, yeah, yeah, you, you said it. So we're going to have to cancel all of your everything about you. I know. That's crazy, man. <laughs> you did know you what I mean? See, did you see Chris D'Elia's apology? Oh, well, his yeah. first thing back yeah. Yeah. on his on the Internet thing, which was kind of hilarious. I still don't get it. Like, yeah. did he have sex with someone underage? I don't think he had sex with anyone he underage. Said, I mean, he's, yeah, I mean, he said everything was consensual and, you know, he didn't know uh, that 
that he said that he didn't know like the what their ages were and all that kind of stuff. And yes, we know that people can say shit about their age, you know, and yeah. and lie about. I mean, he even talked about how like he thought that in his stature and his power and all that kind of stuff as he was starting to rise up in fame that Mm -hmm. that's just what you do you go and smash chicks out when you go to different cities because that is what you do and i was like because that is what they do you know they go out there and they they put messages out and you know people dm them and then they respond and then they try to get you know trust smash you know that's just i thought that everyone knew that that's what happens exactly Um, that's like what i'm worried about like where where did they um where did we lose it at? Because I, I I watched this um thing random on, on YouTube earlier today where a guy was criticizing the the shark attack. Do you know what that is? Uh no. It's a boot camp experience when you first get in the military, one of those crazy crucible like things they put you through, just yelling and screaming at you and all that, mm-hmm. and teaching you how to get in line and par- carry your bag over your head. It's just a little adrenaline rush, a little shock for when you first get into the uh, army yeah. for the for the rookies or whatever they call the ensigns or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, this gentleman, this older army, I guess, military uh, veteran is watching the video, you know, and comment on it. Like they've taken that away and, you know, said it's pretty stupid or whatever. And they're canceling. It didn't have a purpose. But um, it, it, it was uh, I feel like, like he was describing. He's like he knows exactly why the kids don't get out and socialize anymore. They didn't play in the backyard or play in the field. You know how you always had those remote, s- semi-dangerous places that you played with as your friends. It might be a creek or somewhere where you're playing pretty rough, and if someone got hurt, you're gonna have to call for help. You're mm-hmm. not gonna. But it was just a real rite of passage and a part of growing up, and you get used to playing rough and tumble. And then if you did athletics and got yelled at by your coach or they grabbed your helmet or something like, you know, you need to have a little bit of that experience. And they're trying to make all that happen in a matter of a few short days because mm-hmm. the military is all, you know, timing and, and we have no time to waste because government's paying for this type of thing. And I, I know I could, I agreed with the guy and I think it's the same thing. That's gotta be as Jonathan Height says, like some missing anti-fragility we gotta have some more anti-fragility exercises for young people because you know they're not even going to be able to handle the own their own drama that, that they create for themselves and you see that a lot today mm-hmm. like just the the natural interactions and small conflicts that happen in socializing in college or whatever can't even be ha- handled now you can't clap some places don't want you to clap out loud because yeah. it's triggering just people with sensory overload like what mm-hmm. the heck is that you know yeah and um it, it's all seemed related to me and it's it, it can't be good but we are there's an underlying i think uh dynamic that doesn't seem to go away and that's the competition for resources and in america whoever's tougher and a little tolerant is going to get further ahead i think mm. i mean i'm seeing it i'm seeing it in my company no matter what they try all the stuff i just got invited to another crazy thing i'd probably talk to you offline about but like um this whole diversity thing or whatever but it's ridiculous because i'm like first person that comes along and is not a, a snowflake about things they're gonna have the better opportunity because what's going to happen is People in power, they may be older, but baby boomers are nowhere near dead. Yeah, sure. You know, they're, sure. They're, 50, they're 50 plus. They're not yeah. going to hire. They're still running the company. They're still running it for a while, 
they're not going to hire you. I know I wouldn't hire a problem like that. I would not hire a young girl slinking around in those lace lingerie tops. Have you seen mm-hmm. those things they wear? They look no. like bras. It's like I've a bra. It's it. like lacy and like it's it's just not appropriate for work. But it's like you're daring people to, you know, yep. say something so you can play that uh that I'm being harassed or me too card or whatever. Mm-hmm. I see that stuff even in my offices and I'm like, I would not hire that person. Yeah. And there's no way you could know the reason why I didn't hire you. But the reason would be, cause I was afraid you'd be a lawsuit or something. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And uh, I think, I think that may, may also happen. No, as we go I, forward. Yeah. I I've heard a little agree. bit that it's eating itself too. I haven't seen any. Yeah. Of it's, but the, I haven't heard that from other people. I don't know what their um, data is, but I'm I'm very sure that like the um, I, I hate using the term cancel culture, honestly, but I do believe that it is a monster that is is eating itself. It is it's turned it's turned in a way or things are just sort of, in my opinion, things have been set into motion where it's like where they're going to be at this point where it's like. Well, we canceled this and now we've got to cancel this. Mm-hmm. And then you, I don't want people to be in this position where they're like, but, but he didn't really mean it. You know what I mean? Like he didn't mean it that bad when he did this or that, or when he said this or that. Uh-huh. And that's, it, it's always funny. There are people who want to cancel and rightfully so cancel people like Epstein and all that kind of stuff. You know what I mean? But goddamn, if you were to play beat it, or Billy Jean, Lord have mercy, it's on. You know what I'm saying? In their head, they're yeah. like, Billy Jean's not my, you know what I mean? They're singing yeah. along, they're doing all the other stuff. But yeah. they they know, they're like, man, and or, or they'll watch the Cosby show and like, did he really, did he really do that though? Uh-huh. Did, did he exactly. really do that? You know what I mean? Like, what about Andrew Cuomo? Yeah. Yeah, I just saw where he, I guess, I, I don't know what what exactly to say inappropriately touched someone. Um, yeah. It's just like, I, I, don't, I don't want to, I'm not going to claim to be any sort of expert or some aware person on it, but we have to handle these things on a case-by-case basis. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We can't be lumping every single person into the, and into the same trash heap, in my opinion, uh, it's it's just it's too much because careers and lives are literally on the line, both right. for the victims or, or you know and the perpetrators. So I just think we need to be a lot more aware, aware with the whole thing. It's just me. I have wondered for a while if I was in this situation like that. Would I take advantage of it? Because I'm, I, what I want to know is how strong the impulse to take advantage of those situations is. Because if someone's asked me, you know, how many racist situations that I had, I could count on one hand in my whole life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, true. And I've been beat up by a cop, like yep. beat up bad by a cop. And I don't think that was racist, a bad cop. He might have, you know, not wanted to be have a young black kid smarting off to him, but I don't even put that in, in to, you know, he didn't even of all the stuff he whispered in my ear while he was body slamming me around. He never said nigger. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. You just, you know, um, I, I smarted off to him and he flipped off, flip flipped out. But like, I think about that if I'm honest, you know what I mean? I have not had that kind of thing happen to me, uh, 
very much so. I wonder what it's like for the young ladies that work for powerful people like Cuomo or some politician or something. Is that stuff happening so frequently that they're just like, like the Me Too movement, like finally glad that they are able to get some attention on it or, or if you don't hear many women saying, oh, it's not a big deal. I know the mm-hmm. old man was trying to, you know, hug me a little longer than normal. You don't hear that. You hear it sometimes, but you don't hear that a lot. I just wonder if I, if I were in that situation, what I would do, you know, cause I'm not gonna, do you, do you, uh, like Jesse Smollett, you know, like, do you mm-hmm. pretend that there's an issue when there's not because you want to move an, an agenda forward and you feel like it's righteous to do that? I wonder how much of that's going on too. Yeah. You know, it's certainly, you know, because they believe women all the time is a little bit problematic. It's very so, problematic. So, so like, um, believe people are hurt by doctors. You know, I'm like, I can't, yeah. I don't know when to take it seriously or not, mm-hmm. or not. And I'm like, what are these people thinking? Is it more just the opportunity to throw tomatoes? Like I've said before, and it's a mm-hmm. little bit fun, or is it really, really some people having life debilitating issues because if you cry and wolf about these sort of things all the time, man, I think there are some real issues out there, you know, perhaps not as numerous, but there's, there's some real racism out there's real sexism and people being to take advantage of and things like that. But dang, man, how can you tell them apart now um, yep. that, that came to mind when you said a case by case basis, because I'm like, man, I don't know if we don't do it that way. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to miss out on a lot because you can get you can get real heavy with it and say, all right, let's pause the war on drugs for a while, slow it down mm-hmm. or maybe not slow it down. But what about all this this uh, human trafficking? Is that really happen? Yeah. You know, is that is that really, really happening? It seems like we're focusing on the most superstitious stuff, superficial stuff. And and that has to mean something to me. That has to have some significance to me. You know, sure, sure. Man, I don't know where the whole thing's going to go. I don't want to beat a dead horse or anything like that, but I just, I wanted people to see or to at least hear that we, you know, we have something to say about it because I have been approached to be like, what do you guys think yeah. about the, you know, Seuss and just cancel culture in general? We have, we, like I said, we've made content about it, but um, at the end of the day, we just need to be, we need to be extremely smart and handle these things on a, like I say, on a case by case basis, because blanketing all of that is is highly dangerous because also with that you don't know if it it puts people in positions where you feel like you have to be perfect and you can't make a mistake you know what i mean because there are people that might make a a small mistake or stuff like that or they might do something and it's just like whoa i I wasn't even that's not what i was trying to do you know what i mean like i wasn't trying to do this thing or say this thing like help me understand and, and and that really goes to showing that we need to be better about um, stating our, our boundaries and when they do get crossed, because when we don't talk about our boundaries, it, it does make people feel like they can cross them if they don't know what they are. You know, mm-hmm. how are we going to know what's bad when we if, you, if you're not going to tell us what's bad, no one's going to stop at intersections if there's no stop sign there or if there's no stop light yeah. there. It'll continuously yeah. keep going because what the fuck else are you going to do? I'm going to be on my way. You know what I mean? Oh, sure. And so in that same, and I, and I hate to reduce it to, to such an elementary level, but 
it's, I feel like it's, it's pretty, it's pretty relevant to see it like that. Like we're at the end of the day, we're only always going to look after ourselves. That's, that's what any human being is going to do. It's going to preserve itself first. It's going to look after our own comforts. So if there are no stop signs, I'm cared, I care more about getting to where I want to go, you know, most efficiently. I care about that more than anyone else trying to get to where they want to go, you know? And so that same thing is like, if you're going to give someone a long hug or something like that, if they don't know that, like, if you can't tell, like, tell them on the spot, like, all right, you know, do the, you know, like, all right, that's enough. You know what I'm saying? Just something like that. Mm -hmm. There has to be something there. And this is coming from a man. And I know that there is privilege. And I know that sometimes people can get put in a situation where you kind of don't know how to act. So I'm also going to put the onus on, on other people too. Like if you're the, and I'm doing my air quotes, the, the perpetrator here, whatever you're doing, understand is try to understand as many angles of what you're doing as possible, whether you're writing a book or, you know, some kind of publication or you're giving someone a hug or a handshake or something, there's levels to this shit, you know, and you have, this is the, the importance of trying to take a, like, make, take a look at what you're putting out there, especially when there's no sort of protections in my opinion, um, to say that, um, there, there's no protections for you to, screw up if you will and or not screw up or to say the wrong thing or whatever you want to call it because i think that those protections exist in the rap game because all you got to do is slap the parental advisory thing so it's like you know you don't know that eminem is going to talk about killing someone or any rapper is going to talk about killing some they aren't killing any people they aren't mm-hmm. doing any shit like that but because that parental advisory thing is there it's your ass if you consume that content you know yeah it's a thousand percent on you and the same thing is like, you know, they've, they've wanted to, I know I've, I'm was one of the people that was celebrating when Rush Limbaugh died. Fuck that dude. I hope he suffered, yeah. but the, uh, I'm not going to listen to him. That's just, uh, that's just what it was. You know, I never thought, Oh, mm-hmm. would you go and cancel him? I just don't listen to him. I'm not going to, sp- I'm not going to allocate any of my energy to make him go away when there's other shit that I can do. And if I have enough control to just not listen to it or I can For turn sure. the volume down or do something different. I don't know. I just, I don't know. For sure, man. I forgot about that. Yeah. I heard about that recently too. People are reading, reading off, uh, like quotes of, uh, uh, nasty stuff. He's saying most of them make me laugh, but um, yeah, it's, um, it's, it's laughable, the shit he was yeah, saying, but what was yeah. the problem was that people were buying into it. And, yeah. that, and I've said that he is a cancer to, to humanity mm-hmm. and, and he's just an absolute, I mean, he had an opportunity to do something, to bring awareness, to, to help people understand, even if they are conservative, to help them, to help educate, but instead he spewed poison. And, and, and I have such a low tolerance for people who do that shit that that's why mm-hmm. we'll say without without a care in the world that I hope that he suffered through his cancer. And I, and like, I'm glad that he's dead. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, it's just whatever, you know what I mean? For sure, man. I don't know. I don't have any thoughts about the dude, dude at all. I'd never listened to him, you know, just clips and things, but yeah, uh, it's another good example of like the, I guess the inverse for someone that was yeah. deplorable. And the funny but, thing is know. I didn't, I didn't listen to much of his stuff, but I, I was in very close proximity of people who did listen to him and the things that they would spout and the things that they would agree on and the things that they would quote. 
and all that kind of shit. It's just like, oh my god, like <laughs> you are you're you're on fire for this guy, yeah. and you think that he is really like he's really he's it, like that that cannot go on. Mm. So, call it me wanting to cancel him. I thought that he posed an immediate threat to society, and. Uh-huh. I don't think Dr. Seuss poses a threat to society. Yeah, I don't either. I, he, yeah. he might pose a threat to someone's sensibilities, but that's Somehow a different thing. I'm able to see Dr. Seuss. It's funny because I'm able to usually you, you look back and you find out someone did or said something racist. Some it changes your perspective on them. That that doesn't uh uh I'm not above that typically, but somehow when when I think when I consider Dr. Seuss, it just looks exactly like what you said earlier. It's like, oh, okay, 1920. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's all that I think. I just don't think he was as vitriolic in those depictions as uh, it was just a sign of the times. Yeah. And, you know, he was, I, I finally got some of the pictures up and saw what they were. And I'm like, okay, you know, it was, you know, the Chinese people. Uh, migrating to California. That was one of yeah. that. And then uh, the cannibal African uh, pygmies or, and mm-hmm. stuff like that, you know. And I, I'd forgotten that the guy that did um, um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory had that same issue. He had to change the Oompa Loompas from pygmies to those orange uh, dwarf yeah, creatures. Orange dwarf. Yeah, because the same thing. I'm just like, well, I don't know. Somehow that just doesn't bother me as much yes distasteful for sure in the least uh it's distasteful but at the other end you know considering the decade and the time it was done in i have to say what do you do to make that not show up on the tv screen other than own your own your own tv mm-hmm. networks and stuff like that you know I, I, i'm just old enough to where i can't think of it any other yep. way than that so yeah yep 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 you know well, cool then, man. I don't want to, you know, keep going on. I mean, we've, we've certainly talked about this in, in, in good enough length. So yes, sure. um, everything else is going well on your end though. Uh, it's going as good as it could be hanging in there. Yeah. That's yeah. good. Same man. Same. I yeah. was on the uh, mountain you? bike. Oh, it's good. You know, I've just been out on the mountain bike trail today. I uh, had a really good time and Got to uh, get some good exercise. And last night I had some of my friends over and we watched uh, UFC fights and life oh, is uh, it's I'm getting some some balance. You know, what I mean, I'm, I'm learning to like I'm liking I'm learning to like being at home more. Mm-hmm. Um, it used to it was just kind of one of those things where it's like I just wanted to be around people so much, you know, but now yeah. I like being at home by myself. You know, that's that part is really, really nice. It's relaxing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I still love people, you know, but yeah. I still am totally fine just chilling out on my own. And uh, so that part has been really good. And now it's just sort of finding some more balance with like my diet and stuff like that. Um, it's weird because it's like as I feel myself um, gain more, if you want to call it happiness and shit like that, I just want to like crush good ass food all the time. You know what I mean? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. And so, and it's like when things are not good, I just, you know, it's, I, I guess the term is being an emotional eater, you know what I mean? Yes. And yes. so, um, yeah, so I'm kind of just making sure to find some good balance in there. And then, yeah. and because of that, well, if I eat like shit, I like the, the, 
the endorphin release after a good workout. So I'll go and absolutely kill myself in the gym, you know? Mm -hmm. And when you think about it, that's actually not that healthy to do it like that. And so, um, so I'm trying to just find some better balance and therapy sessions have been going great and just learning more and more stuff. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm growing, dude. I'm, I'm liking it. Glad to hear that, man. Uh How's your, the machine that you get the new parts installed? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, I went for the, uh, uh, Intel, uh, Core i9 10850K and, uh, went for a nice Asus motherboard and, uh, had to change out the memory. And then because of, because of going, like making all those switches, you know, the, the, the AIO that I had before wasn't compatible. So I had to get a new one. And, uh, so I was kind of in a pinch. And so I went to Best Buy and they're like, all we got is like this big dick daddy AIO, this Corsair one. It's the H150i Elite. And, uh, it's it's a three, the 300 millimeter one. It's massive. Oh, nice. Massive. Yeah. So what I did was I took the fans from the old AIO and the fans in the new AIO, and then I made a push-pull system up there. Mm-hmm. So um, I have push-pull going on the top, and then, um, yeah, but with with the case being all black, it's like everything anymore is just RGB and stuff like that, so I kind of hate it now at night when, like, my room looks yeah. like a fucking rainbow. Yeah, I got all my like, RGB turned off. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, gotta, I was like, I hate it so much. I'm such yeah. an old person, I think, with that. Mm. But uh, it's it's funny when you open the case up, it just looks like fucking Skittles or something like that. It's just yeah, colors. You can turn it off. Most, almost. Yeah. I, I didn't install the software to, to yeah. mess with the controller. I just didn't care enough, but uh, yeah, it's really been good. Like processing the uh, uh, videos and, or the episodes and just loading things in general. Uh, that's been pretty cool. It's, it's definitely a big difference in performance. So I kind of wanted to, uh, be a snob and buy another set of 32 gigs of ram just to fill all the slots and have because i went you know two 16s and i was just like let's just go for 64 gigs and just be done with it you know so it's all overclocked too so that that part is pretty nice and uh I wish I had four, four, I wish I had 64 gigs of ram you would probably use it with all the virtualization that you do yeah so I just want it just because I, I can. There's Did no. Did you play other. Valheim yet? Valheim? Yeah. No, what's that? Kalu. What? You didn't, you didn't play Valheim yet? No. What is what is this? Twenty dollars. Is this on Steam? Yes. How do you? V I L. H E I M. All right. Um, dude, I can't find anything. Is this? If you type V, it's coming up on Steam. V A L. Oh, Val. A L. Okay, Val. V A L H E I M. Oh God, what? Let's see what this is. Huh? Is this some like dungeon crawler or something? Nah, it's a survival, uh, survival Viking. Looks, looks goofy. Much, much more satisfying to play than it looks. 
Really? I told myself that I'll never buy another early access game, but I realized that this is the age. Like, there's never going to not be an early access game. Yeah. is what I realized. Except for possibly AAA titles, all games are going to be early access. This is like, yeah. this is how it's going to happen now. So I have to accept it. But that is way, way more. Like, it feels like uh, an early release. It doesn't feel like a beta or nothing like that at all. Yeah. It's a right. pretty, pretty fun game if you if you if you like survival crafters. Yeah. If you don't if you don't like survival crafting, then you're not gonna like it at all. But all right. surprisingly fun. All right, I'll give it a shot. I'll check it out. That sounds cool, man. But I appreciate you uh, jumping on here, man. Yeah, uh, man. Chris is sick right now. He's not feeling well, so that's why it's just oh, us okay. two today. So okay. uh, do you have any sort of shameless shoutouts or anything before we get off? Yeah, just shout out to Get Fresh Food. Get, get fresh crew on fresh Fridays. Uh, Zach had a little drama in his house. Some guy showed up at his door, bleeding, gunshot. Holy shit! Fell in the yard. So yeah, Zach. And, Zach is good friend of me and uh, Gary's, and they live up. They live right down the street from each other. So hope he's all right and everything. They were a little shook up, but uh, they didn't let the guy in. Thankfully, so shout out to the get yeah. fresh. Yesterday was fresh Friday, or Friday was fresh Friday is the day where we usually go over to Gary's house and listen to music and they DJ and stuff and we yeah. party in his amazing uh, three car garage man cave it's fun man yeah you gotta come down sometime for yeah us. dude definitely yeah. let me down there one time yeah uh, let you know when we're gonna do it next absolutely I have no big crazy shout outs but uh, yeah I hope everyone does well I hope everyone is safe you know vaccines seem like they're rolling through so you know if you yeah. if you're a believer in that shit go ahead and get yours and you know, put yourself at a little bit of ease, or uh, at least your first round. If you've already done it, then get your second round or whatever. But, you know, the closer we can get to getting more people vaccinated, the closer some of you motherfuckers can go bowling and go to Olive Garden without caring at all and not having to wear your <laughs> mask and you can eat at buffets again. So, yeah. um, <laughs> let's, hey, did Bonfire get closed because of this shit? Uh, nah, they made it through. Whew. They stopped back. serving sushi, though. I don't know if they're going to bring sushi back, but they they still are operational. Thank God. I've got to make a trip to Mount Juliet. Yeah. Anyway. All right, guys. Do some cool shit this week. Take care of yourselves and each other. And we are out. Peace, peace. <laughs>